This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Thursday, the 1st of October. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. COVID patients are entering Wisconsin hospitals at record rates. Plus, America's other oncoming nightmare, the election. But first, the looming wave of airline layoffs is today's one big thing. The travel and tourism industry has been hit hard this week. On Tuesday, Disney announced a decision to lay off 28,000 people. And today, the federal stimulus plan that's providing payroll support to the airlines is set to expire. And we're already starting to see the effects. American Airlines was the first to announce last night they will begin furloughing 19,000 employees today. Joanne Muller covers transportation for Axios. Joanne, if Congress can't come up with an extension to this program, what more is at stake here? The airlines have said they will begin laying off as many as 50,000 employees, flight attendants and pilots and ticket clerks, mechanics, operations folks. It's very grim unless Congress comes through with an extension for that airline payroll support program. And how likely is that extension? This is tied to all of the stimulus package negotiations. There seems to be really bipartisan support for helping the airline industry stay afloat because it's so critical to the economic recovery. The problem is that it's getting wrapped up in the negotiations on other relief programs. And at the moment, House Democrats and the White House haven't yet reached a deal. Joanne, what are folks within the industry telling you about potential layoffs if there could be a stimulus deal looming? They've cut a lot of costs. They've borrowed money. But without this continuation of grants for payroll, they will have to lay these people off within days. We're also thinking about not just people who are directly employed by airlines, but this has big knock-on effects throughout the economy. Well, you're right. And the numbers show that half of all travel jobs in this country disappeared since the pandemic hit. And you're talking about everything from restaurants and conferences, hotels, and we've even seen it at theme parks. Do you feel like this is possibly looking at a second wave of mass layoffs? I think so. I mean, for every airline job, there's seven to 10 jobs that are related. So getting people flying again is key. But airplanes are flying at 30% of normal. Hotels are 25%. People are just staying put or afraid to travel. And that is just terrible for the economy. What do we think about for the holiday season? I feel like there's so many conversations about people saying they're going to be traveling for the holidays. There is some discussion of whether rapid testing at the airport could restore some confidence for air travel, and, and it could happen by the holidays. But I think people will be driving to Grandma's house rather than flying this year. Joanne Muller writes the Axios Navigate newsletter. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the latest COVID map, with rates rising in half of the country. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Welcome back to Axios Today. The number of coronavirus cases are rising, particularly in the Midwest. And we're looking at really big spikes in places like North Dakota. Sam Baker is Axios' healthcare editor, and he's here to talk about the latest COVID map. Sam, I was surprised to see that North Dakota, in some cases, has a surge that's almost as bad as Florida was in July. That's right. If you look at the number of new cases per capita, North Dakota is in really bad shape. It does line up about right with where Florida was in July. We are seeing some really big increases now. It's half the country. Cases are up this week in 25 states, and that obviously spells a lot of bad news to come. And I know we're also now going back to talking about how much ICU bed space is available. We were very concerned about that in the past. Where are we at with that now? We are starting to see some individual states, especially in these smaller states that don't have a ton of ICU capacity in the first place, reporting a little bit more demand, in some cases a lot more demand. I believe Wisconsin is one of those. Just 18% of the state's hospital beds are available. So now that we're into October... Is there an anticipation there will be even more increases later? There's definitely an expectation that it'll get worse later. We're in the period now where maybe we're in the very first phase of that worsening stage, but it hasn't really fully kicked in yet. The longer we continue to not get cases under control, we are going to remain at an elevated risk of overburdening hospitals and ICUs and then of more people dying. Sam Baker is Axios' healthcare editor. Thanks, Sam. Thank you. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations in our newsroom. Axios co-founder Mike Allen is with me this morning. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Nyla. Now that the debate is over, you were saying this is perhaps a foreshadowing of an oncoming nightmare that we could be seeing with the election? Yeah, so I was covering President Bush during Bush v. Gore of 2000. Took everybody by surprise. But Nyla, what we see coming now is that the debate, President Trump said very clearly, with great specificity, what we have coming. And he's saying that he is going to call the results of the election fake, even if they are by a wide margin. And there's almost no scenario now where there's not going to be a massive, perhaps Bush v. Gore 2 style fight. Mike, when we talked about this most recently, you said that the president would be alone in the sentiment of saying, well, this is how I feel about the election. Do you feel like that's changed in the past week? What's happened is top Republican officials said that, yes, there will be a smooth transfer of power. But as Axios has reported, there's lots of hiring going on of Republican lawyers all over the country, states and counties, everywhere, so they can be ready after hours to fight these election results. And election officials are very worried about where this is headed. Axios' Steph Kite talked to... The Secretary of State in Minnesota, Steve Simon, he said what worries him is that 
more and more Americans are going to think that the system is untrustworthy. This could become, in some ways, a self-fulfilling prophecy because there's so much conversation around this that people are actually becoming afraid to vote. I did a pre-interview with the Atlanta mayor, Keisha Lance Bottoms, for an Axios virtual event, which, by the way, is today at 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on Axios.com. How's that for a plug? But Mayor Bottoms told me that she is now worried about fear. She's worried that people are going to think they're going to be hassled, that it's going to take too long, and they're just not going to go. Axios co-founder Mike Allen. Thanks, Mike. Now I have the best day. We wanted to end today's program talking about someone who's making an effort to make the voting process a hopeful one. World Central Kitchen has had a busy year, providing meals for victims of hurricanes, wildfires, and the pandemic. Now the nonprofit, led by Chef Jose Andres, wants to feed hungry voters through an effort called Chefs for the Polls. I'm here to do what we do best, making sure that no America will be hungry or thirsty, waiting for long hours. Their mission is to use the power of food to make Election Day one of community and of hope. They're collaborating with local restaurants and food trucks to serve everyone. We will make sure that we are there to feed any American that won't exercise the right to vote and being part of the democratic system that America is all about. That does it for us today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or reach out to me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. If you want more news before tomorrow, tune into our afternoon podcast recap. Thanks for listening. Stay safe. And we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Thank you.